Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Hope everybody's having a Merry Christmas. Great holiday season. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Larry Fitzgerald, our program is brought to you by Delta Airlines. Delta believes the pursuit of perfection is a never-ending journey, and every day provides new opportunities to keep climbing towards that let's-go moment. Visit Delta.com to book today. Tommy, you got a lot of awards. You got seven Super Bowls. Uh This guy is so accomplished. Go ahead and introduce our very special guest here on Christmas. Well, a great friend of mine, John Legend, who's an incredible artist, and uh, I love everything he does, and his he's just a great man of integrity and a great family man, and um, really appreciate taking a little time out today to give everyone, uh, you know, a special treat. So thanks for coming on today, John. Obviously, um, before we get started, I'm probably going to warn you, Jim's going to ask you to probably sing a Christmas carol or, <laughs> or two before we're finished, so That's I want to make I'm it clear, I asked him not to. <laughs> So whatever the, you charge, the appearance for the invoice, make it out to Jim, not me. And I just, I'll just i share with you his address on text. You cool with that? I'll have my people call your people about the fee. Perfect. Thank you. The great John Legend, he's won a Grammy, an Emmy, an Oscar, a Tony. That's tough sledding. I mean, that's hard to accomplish. You're one of the I very few, John. Super, I haven't won any Super Bowls, though. I, I got some catching up to do. I think what you do is harder, just uh, in my experience. So I think you're amazing. Quarterback is officially the the hardest job in sports. So, I mean, it's hard to get much harder than that. John, you're a bit of a good luck charm for Tommy because you sang America the Beautiful in 2015 before that Super Bowl against Seattle, uh, known famous for for Malcolm Butler and that interception. But there had been a long, long gap there. So you turned the corner for Tommy to go from three Super Bowls to finish with seven. Another very important moment in your career was the big comeback against the Falcons. And I sang the after party for the Patriots. And now uh, Mr. Kraft booked me to play that party regardless (laughs) of win or lose. And, and I uh, I was in his box for the game, so I saw the range of emotions that the entire, you know, Patriots nation was feeling uh, as you were down, you know, 28 to 3, the whole thing. And everybody was, you know, despondent, feeling like there's no chance you're going to come back. And then I saw the euphoria take over as you finally came back and won the game in such legendary fashion. I got to be there with Mr. Kraft the entire time, and we were going to play the after party regardless of whether you came back or not, and I'm just happy that you made my gig a lot easier by coming <laughs> Amen to that. Well, the reason, you know, a lot of people are obviously have a very vested interest in the outcomes of games, and certainly the players do and the fans and the families, but little do they know the performers of the after parties are hugely – affected by what happens on the field and you don't want to show up to the party and everyone's kind of in a bad mood so that was a fun <laughs> night and uh we celebrated i think we were all worn out i was so worn out from that game and it's emotionally so exhausting many... to come back that much you know <laughs> yeah and you know what? there's some funny stories you know i know mark Wahlberg left at halftime he had enough you know i i had so many people send me things like they said their prayers and they 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 turned the tv up went to a different one and it was so many fun stories. So I think yeah, so much my, for one of my team members uh, who's been working with me since like 2005. He's from Roxbury, uh, Boston, and uh, he's a big Patriots fan. And he was so like despondent and depressed that he was leaving the field, leaving the stadium 
uh, and I'm still in the box with Mr. Kraft, and he was leaving. But then you guys just started to come back a little bit, so he started watching from one of the televisions out in the hall uh, in the stadium, and he decided he wouldn't come back in and watch because he was giving you guys good luck from that specific television. (laughs) He refused to leave that specific television. He's like, they got good luck since I've been here, and I'm not moving. So he watched the entire second half from uh, that television in the hallway. Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady, we have a very special guest right here on Let's Go, the legendary John Legend. Our program is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of being at the game. And you know that Amex is going to be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. John, what was the mood? What was the mood in that box like? I, I, I imagine it was pretty uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for a long time. And then <laughs> just this thing started to, you know, you started to get some rays of hope, some rays of sunshine, some you see some lights at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you know, the mood really picked up. And Chrissy was there, like, encouraging Mr. Kraft the whole time, and he called her his uh, good luck charm. And he was just like, he was like, they'll always have that bond of, of, uh, of going through all the emotions together uh, in that moment. For sure. It's a, um, my sister, so I have three older sisters and my oldest sister is a great athlete. I'm, I was the worst athlete in our family. <laughs> and my oldest sister, when I play for all those games I played, she would always do her laundry and fold clothes <laughs> up in her bedroom by herself. And she didn't want anybody coming up there to bother her. So when people would run there, get the F out of here. I'm watching the game. Don't bother me. Let me just enjoy this. So she'd be up in her room folding clothes and she'd, you know, if, if the score wasn't going good, she'd go to another room. And it was so cute, you know, um, the support for all of us, you know, and certainly for having your wife support you and all the different things you do and, and vice versa. You're such a, you're such an amazing, um, you know, father and husband. And, and I think, how do you, how do you find with, with the family and your works taking you in a lot of different places, how you, continue to find ways to do both in such a humble, loving way? Well, you know, I think I'm very fortunate that, um, one, um, I've gotten to the place in my career where I can say no to things. You know, I can say yes to what I want to do, but also no to things that don't work out for my family life, for the life I want to live. And so I feel like I'm in a good place to be a family man. I don't know if I could have been the same, you know, like 15 years ago when I'm getting started, when uh, uh, I'm still trying to grind, uh, you know, on a certain level uh, that requires a lot more of my time. I think now I'm able to say no uh, more often and be more selective about the kind of work I take on. And it just allows me to be a better father and be more present. I want to be there for, you know, the big moments in their lives, the dance recitals, the games, all of that stuff. Like, I want to be there for that. I want to be there to take them to school in the morning. It's kind of yeah. good that I work on The Voice, actually, as well, because it allows me to work in Los Angeles more so I can be uh, at home and still work uh, rather than be on tour. So that really helps a lot, too. But, yeah, you know, your priorities change as as uh, your responsibilities change. And uh, I just want to be the best dad I can be while also still yeah. uh, maintaining the career that I, that I need to maintain. When, when you have to share... As a child, your father with the world. And Tommy's had to get used to that, too, because everybody wants to say hello. Everybody wants a portion yeah. of your time, an autograph, perhaps a selfie. Yeah. 
How does it hit the young people and how does it hit your children and, and how do you deal with it? And Tommy, you can respond to that as well. Well, they, they seem to take it pretty well. They take it in stride. They're used to it now. They know that their mom and dad are famous. They know uh, that, you know, their friends see their mom and dad on television. Uh, and, um, you know, they see billboards with my face on it for the boys <laughs> or for my Vegas residency or whatever. And they're just kind of used to it. And then my son, he's my biggest fan. So he literally oh, wants to listen to my music. Literally, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and so I think they they feel proud of me and proud of my music and proud that people love what I do and, and what my wife does. I just grew up like a normal kid, you know, and I think my kids have a different experience. So for a parent, I think it's challenging. You know, we have unique challenges for our own kids. I just we try to teach them the right values and so forth. But at the same time, like I feel like for me, when I'm out with my kids, I really want to be with them, you know, and I, I really make it clear to people, I'm sorry, I'm just out here enjoying my time with my family, you know, yeah. and whether I'm at a game for my son and I love doing that, but you know, a lot of time the attention gets shifted and, to us and it's, I don't want to take away from their moments because this is their important part of their life and, and, and their maturation. And at the same time, you know, there's, I, I try to explain guys, everything comes at a cost. You know, and reason we get to go on a lot of fun vacations and, and you know, and, and you guys go to schools and have people to help. It's, you know, we have to deal with some things that are different than everyone else. So there's no straight arrow for anyone in life. You know, everyone's going to find different curves and turns and twists. And, and um, you know, I think trying to trying to just be a great parent and, and my daughter was making want to make pancakes this morning for her brother's. And we had a, we had a hot mess going on in the kitchen. We had chocolate burning. I had I, I had just some uh, some uh, box mixes from uh, from Chrissy's cravings to make it easier for you. Thank you. Please do. I accept. We'll take whatever we can get. Hey, so thinking about the voice this year, I think the thing what I've watched you know to be on the competition is you you've developed a lot of relationships with the contestants, and I feel like you've taken them under your wing. Is that accurate? How you've handled that? Yeah, we love uh, working with these artists. They're so inspiring for us. They're like, you know, we see ourselves in them in a lot of ways. And uh, we see, you know, that desire, that hunger that we had at the beginning of our career as well, knowing that, you know, you just need the right breaks uh, and the right eyes to see you, the right ears to hear you. And uh, the show gives people that opportunity. And I love working with the artists and helping them figure out who they are as artists, helping them make the most of the experience. And we have a lot of fun with them, but it's also really inspiring. And I feel like I learn a lot as well, just being with them and, and teaching them. It like it, I, I end up giving them lessons that I need to hear myself as well. So it, it's helpful for me too. I've obviously, I've, I'm very fortunate over the years, right? I played a long time. So I got to play with Randy Moss. I got to play with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Wes Welker and, and I played with, and I played against Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and the greatest of great. I played with Julio Jones. Who have you, obviously you've collaborated with a lot of people over the years and super talented people. Is there any mm -hmm. dream collaboration you still hope to, to land people you want to oh, still wow. work with? I don't know who's left. It's pretty much <laughs> everybody on my list I've crossed off. I haven't played with Beyonce yet. That'd be cool. Uh, I'm a big fan. Amazing. We just went to see her show right near the end of their their tour, and then uh, went to see the film version of it. She's incredible. Yeah, she's and quite a performer. Her, her standard of excellence is just so high for herself, for everybody around her. 
like it's just a masterclass and like seeing someone be at the peak of what they do and and uh, and be so focused on excellence and quality and on every detail. And that was inspiring for me. So, John, we got our tradition and send me the bill. Right. What's your favorite Christmas carol? And, and do you mind singing a little bit of it for us? We have a piano here. Let me see if I can set something up. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide big. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star above light is bound. Oh. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. <laughs> wow. Spectacular, John. Oh, wow. Imagine rolling out of bed and doing that. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you All so right, much. All right, guys. Man. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. To you as well. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much for joining us, John. We appreciate right. it. Take care. I don't know. When you hear that, you just you just hear everything great. So spiritual, so loving, so awesome. Yeah, so soulful and it's so moving to, you know, have that type of uh, music energy in your life too. You know, I put Christmas music on all the time in the house during Christmas time and it just makes you feel like you're in the spirit and no better way to start the day than to have John, you know, come on with us. So just a, a great tradition we got and uh, glad that he's able to be a part of it. Much more with Tom Brady. Stay with us here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. The holiday is over, but the savings at K are still here. Save on thousands of styles now through January 1st and get what you really wanted only at K. Let's Go continues right here on Sirius XM. I'm Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Stay with us. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. If you're listening to Tom Brady's podcast and you're thinking, I wish I knew more about the last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos, then boy, do we have a baseball podcast for you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're talking about Tom Brady. No, mostly we're talking about baseball, and you should join us and download Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Let's go! Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Larry Fitzgerald joins us shortly. 
We're brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. From the excitement of Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas to experiencing Vegas-style thrills at the highest casino in the world in Cripple Creek, Colorado, there's no better place to stay, play, and win. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. Tommy, you finished the segment by saying, imagine being able to wake up and do that. If you could wake up and do anything other than (laughs) be a seven-time Super Bowl champion, what would it be? And that may be it. What I just heard from 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 John, he's 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 so talented. And then I, I always appreciate people who can do things that I have such a hard time doing. And I think uh, singing is one of them, and acting is another thing. Not that I'd want to be an actor, but singing certainly and being on stage in that performance is, was was really neat. It's amazing how some people are just so gifted in so many ways. And you think even John, when he talked about, you know, and I asked, you know, rolling out of bed just imagine sounding like that and he works at it so hard you know even his humility to to want to be better to be a better songwriter to be a better performer to be a better singer to be you know have a better album you know it's so similar the way that I always thought too you know I always wanted to be a little bit better as well so you know I think the thing about life is we're not really we we end up getting good at the things we practice a lot and we only have so much time in a day so what you want to commit your time to are probably the things that you're going to be better at, unless you're some prodigy who's totally natural and can just, I guess there's some people like that, but not too many, um, but not in certainly all areas of life too. So I was very fortunate. I got to fall in love with the game that I got to play for a long time. And John is someone who gets to sing for a long time. And I love artists. You know, I love looking at creativity, some things that maybe aren't probably my best skills is a creativity. Um, so I really appreciate that in people too. So it's a, uh, it's pretty cool to have a performance like that and, uh, and, and get the day started that way. And listening to Christian McCaffrey last week, boy, that should be a wake up for every player in the NFL and for just fans in general, the concern that he had for others, be it in the film room, knowing what those guys are doing, and the shared experience, I, I just thought that was, you know, I, I hadn't heard it expressed like that. Yeah, but it tells you where his, his, his motivation comes from. It's not from being very self-serving and self-focused. His motivation is being very team-focused because that's where he gets his gratification from. And a lot of that has to do with how we're raised, too. You know, you can, you can promote the team and all the great things that are going on with that and different positive attitudes, or you can promote things that are very individual focused. And I think in my experience, the teams where things are more individual focused, they have a less opportunity to win. Now, can you overcome those things at different times in sports? Sure. I mean, if you're in an individual sport, I don't think that's a problem at all. You know, you still have a team that's there to support you, but when you're in a team environment, you know, you always, I always felt too, as a quarterback, I'm going to do what's in the best interest of the team. And if I'm not the one that's the best one to play, then the team deserves the best person to play. And if it's not me, then okay, then I got to be cool with that. Now, my job is to make sure I am the best fit. And I was going to say, what did you ever feel like that in your 23 years? That was just my motivation because I did it a lot. I would say in college, you know, it was college was a a challenging experience for me. I wasn't, it was very different than today where you pick a school where they guarantee you, okay, you're going to play, you're going to have, you know, this opportunity. You know, I had to fight for, for that position to start and to play and to be a backup and to be third string. I had to fight my whole way through college. And I think I learned that, okay, competition 
brings out the best in us. And if we're, if we embrace the competition, then it's going to draw out who the most competitive players are and the most competitive players are, those are the guys that should be out on the field competing for our team. So I learned a lot through that competitive environments that I was in. I, I learned that, you know, you shouldn't be given anything just because, you know, everyone's a good player. When you're your best player in, in high school, when you go to college, you're just one of 85 great players. When you go from college to pros, you're just one of 53 great players, you know, and then when you make it even further than that, you know, let's say you're a, a pro bowler, you're one of, you know, 35 great players on, on that team. This jumps out to me. What's that? Hearing you say this. Huh. You're considered to be the best player in the history of the NFL. Did you ever think that you were the best player on any of those one individual teams? It's a great question. And I think that what I view as certainly as a quarterback position, and when you talk about like MVP or most valuable player, the quarterback is one of the reasons why the team is successful. And you happen to be a big reason why the team's successful. And the reason is you have a big impact on the game because you touch the ball in every play. You know, a great player, you know, everyone has different skill sets and athletic traits and so forth. Like, if you look at a guy like Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's had an unbelievable season. If you look at Barry Sanders if, with the years he had in Detroit or LaDainian Tomlinson or uh, Randy Moss, I mean, these guys, how can you – there's no way to compare a position to another position. Now, I would say the quarterback position has a huge impact because we get the final swipe. We always have the pencil last. We don't have to snap the ball if we don't like what we see. I feel like I was the best player that I could be for the teams that I played. And I had a huge impact on the team that I played. And I was a huge reason why we were successful. And when we lost, I was a huge reason why we lost. So that's how I have always viewed that. I still needed a lot of other great players to do their jobs in order for me to be successful. You know, and I was very fortunate to play on a team where we had a lot of accountability and discipline, not just with the coaching staff, but with the entire organization. We had a great standard that we set. Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, Let's Go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. All right, Tom, you just talked about being your best, and, and everybody had this coronation for the 49ers since they lost those three games, and they've been on a roll, and then last night they get walloped by Baltimore. So now Baltimore is wearing the crown. Funny things happen on the way to teams who get crowned before the actual achievement. Well, that's part of the NFL season too, is there's a playoff system. This isn't college football. Well, there's a playoff system there too, but they used to vote you in and you had to have some undefeated record. I mean, this is teams. We can tell who the good teams are and the Niners are a really good team. So if you throw a lot of interceptions and turn the ball over, you don't give yourself a chance, but I, you know, just watching obviously all, all these games, the, the good teams have really kind of cemented themselves. Obviously it's the people who are leading their division. The Bucks are playing great football. The Dolphins are playing great football. The Ravens are playing great football. You know, Dallas still plays great football. I mean, all these games are competitive. They're all going to have a chance once they get to the postseason. So, you know, I watch these games because I, I try to put myself in, in their situation, what exactly this means to the big picture of the league and this game. And at the same time, realize that, you know, teams have won the Super Bowl who are the one seed, teams who have won the Super Bowl as the sixth seed. You know, you got to get it. You got to get into the to the postseason to give yourself a chance to win the Super Bowl. And at the same time, you want to be going in with a lot of momentum. There were years we played in 2015. We were 10 and 0 to start the year. And we finished 12 and four. We lost four of six going into the playoffs. And and obviously we lost the AFC championship to Denver. There's other years where, you know, when I was at the Bucks, we were seven and five at one point and we ended up winning 
seven straight games, eight straight games after that. So there's still a long way to go to determine who's the Super Bowl champ. There's a lot of football left to be played. I love seeing people dig deep. And, and this is the first year I, I've really watched as a fan. And I've really enjoyed that aspect of the sport too. You know, how much I love the sport and how much I love the game and how much it brings out the best in us. You could see the fire in Patrick Mahomes yesterday. You could see the fire in Dak Prescott. You know, you can see the fire in a lot of – in Debo Samuel last night. You could see the fire in Lamar Jackson. I mean, these guys are competitive. They're playing well, and they're giving themselves, they're themselves a great chance to win as they continue to go forward. And that's what competitive football is all about. Well, Patrick Mahomes sounds a lot to me like you did at certain points with the Patriots when you'd get up and you'd say, it's all in front of us. It's up to us where our season goes from here. And I think maybe internally from listening to you on our show during those times that you probably knew where the team was and you were trying to light that fire and you still felt there's a chance here, even though you knew there was a lot wrong. Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, you, you're going to have confidence that if you do the right thing, you can win the game and you can have, you try to do the right thing and not do it. So, I mean, I felt like I, every game that I went to, I went into, I felt like we had a plan to win. doesn't mean that I always won. I, I lost a lot, but you know, I love the way Patrick approaches it. Believe me with the confidence that he is as a player, I don't think that he thinks anyone can really stop him. I think, you know, who, whatever line that was, we didn't lose. We ran out of time. But, but when you have that level of confidence, you don't feel like some, – sometimes I've played in the games where we got our ass kicked so bad. I was like, I, was, I just want this game to be over. You know, we got to go back to the drawing board. Other times, you know, I felt like, okay, we would have got him. If there were another quarter, we would have got him. You know, they, some, it's, it's a, it's a four-quarter game, and it gets sometimes those four quarters go really fast. You know, I'm never one to jump to conclusions. I never did as a player, too. I always was confident. And I still believe in, in what the Chiefs are doing in that. In that. I mean, I'm never going to bet against a guy like Patrick because I think he's such a phenomenal player and leader. Tommy, enjoy the mountain. It's been a great Christmas. Our thanks to John Legend. And uh, try and not get sacked by the mountain. <laughs> thanks, guys. This is the only place on skis I, I'm considered a mobile quarterback, but I'm out here you know, carving <laughs> up these slopes a little bit. So trying to, trying to make up for what I didn't have on the football field out here on the ski slope. So I want to wish uh, everyone a great day and enjoy the rest of the year. It's not many more days left. That's Tom Brady. And Let's Go is sponsored by Chevron. Chevron's going deep, literally, with their carbon capture and storage technology as they help make progress toward global net zero. That's energy in progress. Chevron. All right, everybody, if you'd like to hear our full-length interview with John Legend right now, you can do so on the SiriusXM app. It's included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Let's Go. Our thanks once again to the great John Legend. We appreciate him serenading us with just that beautiful Christmas carol. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas, including our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, who we send our thanks to, as well as to our sponsors, Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Chevron, TB12 Sports, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions, and Shadow Lion. And we thank the good folks at Shadow Lion for all of their help. They've been just terrific this season. Gilad Haas and Kevin Bonner. Listen to the full version of Let's Go every week on the Sirius XM app, included with all Sirius XM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. Now for Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. We wish you all a very happy new year. 
and we will talk to you again next Tuesday night right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.